Dreamers Welcome Podcast. Dreamers Welcome Podcast. We are back in the building, motherfuckers. Hope y'all feeling good. I go by CEO Peso. I'm blessed and highly favored, man. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Like always, we have a motherfucking brother in the building right now. Companion, homie, uh, somebody I talk to a lot, a lot of conversations. Seeing me start this shit from the ground up. And, you know, it's it's been a mission ever since. Peter Prophet is in the building. What's up, my G? What's going on, brother? How we feeling today? Uh, a little embarrassed by that first intro. Man, <laughs> yeah, you definitely That's like a rapper. Shit. Yo, delete that take. Yeah, let, uh, let, but let's get it right. Let's nah. get it right. I'm cool. Enough. How you feeling, man? Oh, man, I feel motherfucking righteous, man. Man, I feel better with this goddamn couch fix. If y'all niggas know about the Dreamers Welcome couch, it's some bullshit going on. But I'm comfortable. I'm relaxed. Ready to have a good conversation. We're gonna let this bitch fly, man. Damn, I guess I took a little break then. I wasn't hip to the to the couch being Nah, like this that. motherfucker was getting ran through or something, but that we'll <laughs> put that have one, one too many good sessions. <laughs> we'll put that up with moves media, man. Um but nah though, bro. I appreciate you on the platform. It's long overdue, but then it's Yeah, perfect. I appreciate me getting my episode fired, nigga. Look, but it's perfect. I was wondering. Look, getting the nooks and crannies out the way, you know, a nigga just got more polish with yeah, this shit. I, 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 yeah. I started with the laptop and everything, Waiting all professional. Good and then, boom. This nigga, man. Yeah. Boom. Nah, what's good, though, man? Um, So, how, how you feeling, man? New year right now. What you feeling like with it? Oh, man. um, I got a real good energy going right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling good about everything. I'm feeling good about life. I'm feeling good about my wife, my kids, my music. Like, shit about to... I mean, it's going good, but it's about to get even better. Elevating. And real quick, man, let's talk about all the product placement you got going on, man. Um, okay. Right now, uh, I'll let you go ahead and, you know, get that going real quick. Oh, well, you know, uh, uh, my brother from another mother. Yeah, yeah, we uh, met him at the same time. Well, I met him before you, but keep you going. You met him before me, but yeah, we yeah. met in different circumstances. Nah, but, yeah, uh, I know. The Buddha nigga, story. he just wrote his first book, uh... He going through a little situation and stuff, whatever, but he still managed to put out a book and all that. Uh, Chestnut Checkers, The Double yeah. Cross, Philip Hansen Bass on the author, author side, that motherfucker on Amazon. Yeah. That's dope that we got um, yeah. one of our nigga niggas with a book on Amazon that you can Publish just, that joint, and it look like a healthy, nice book, over 200 pages damn near. Yeah, it looked chunky. I just got it today. I ain't started it, though. I'm going to start on it. It might take me a minute because I don't be reading books like yeah, 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 I be reading books, so I'm gonna tap in. I, I need to start reading books, but like, I just be knowing shit, bro. I remember or, Nip got me on the book reading, but then it was either like a fifth of Patron, or it was like, man, let me just buy these books. <laughs> G shit, because I'm like, bro, if I want to buy these books, but I'm willing to go buy buy some a fifth of alcohol, it's like, let me just buy the books. Shit, I was uh thinking grow rich, and um, what was the other one? Seven spiritual laws of success. Pretty good purchases though. So, and then uh, who whose shirt is that? Oh, this chop. Okay, shouts out to yeah. chop chicken chop chicken in the building. Chop, small small body, big heart. Yeah, yeah. It definitely fit me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so hell yeah. And on it got the, the on chop the, on it. The literal side with the yeah, chop. Man. <laughs> but nah, ain't even got these ones like that. Nah, but you be repping heavy though, man. You uh, I had my favorite sets going. You be purchasing that shit, but you just be showing like a lot of hometown love every time. I mean, hell, that's what it's about. Like, I know everybody, and hell, everybody that I know is damn near dope. So, slight flex. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> bro, like, we we live in an age to where it's like 
Well, I mean, it ain't even that we live in an age, but it's always some type of thing to show off or flash about this, that, or whatever. And hell, it's motherfuckers in front of me making dope shit. Yeah. And they not charge me a thousand. Like, I wish niggas made sneakers and shit here. Yeah. You know I, what I'm saying? Like, that, I, I'm sure somebody looking up that shit already to do. Yeah. I, I, my nigga, my nigga, his son made some sneakers, this, that, whatever, but. I know the development of it is a whole lot more entailed than what it would be just like sweatsuits or shirts to stuff. Yeah, crew neck shit like that. But at the same time, you want that. People be having dope ass ideas like chop shit. Like when he first came out, the nigga had the uh, the fur on the on the, uh, on the collar. And yeah, shit. that shit was player as fuck. Yeah, I mean, that nigga, the, he the, name, the name at first was a little questionable because. That Obviously, shit. yeah, under the line. But yeah, nah, Choppy, Chop always be having some shots out to Chop, man, with the laps he doing. And he got the uh, the joint downtown. Like, hey, that nigga's a uh, one, uh, dating current goat type shit. Like, nah, for real, the shit that that nigga does, like, it's dope. Man. I, I wish I, I wish I could design some type of platform for niggas the way that nigga just do shit and and be so selfless. Yeah, selfless about it. I'm a selfless person, but I'm selfish when it comes to this music shit. I mean, he get it though. He get it. I mean, not to say nobody else get it, but he just understand and he got it all at his at his access to do it. You, it's easier to get into it and start doing shit when you just got it sitting there. I mean, just imagine if he focused on one thing. Oh, it's going up. It's going. It it'll be it'll be catapulted to the extreme. But he was just on here talking. You know, like he handled everything himself. I mean, he got his team, but you know, he 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 the mastermind behind it all. I, I caught him har- and harassed him before I came here. Yeah. I forget what it was. Oh, it was about some type of audio from my lap, matter of fact. Oh, uh, yours ain't never. It never came. I just seen yeah, the pictures. It came out. See, you don't be paying attention, bro. You be no. I be on the shit he, he, on the page. This nigga looked. Hey, y'all. He looked at the picture. No, nah, I remember uh, the video. I mean, uh, I remember the promo. Yeah, whatever. Right. I just remember uh, you looking psyched <laughs> out. Y'all did it at night. This nigga can't go no no shoots without his guns. I had to make sure. Sh- that's just in this round of shoots, nigga. Like, right, right. Next project, you won't see a gun in sight. But motherfucking. Beat uh, it. Uh, that's the thing. Like, he hadn't shot any laps outside at night yet. So I wanted to be the first one at night. So mm. you know how I'll be with the video. So I had the plans. Yeah. Like, man, we got to put the caution tape up. Smoke grenades, all that shit. Like, yeah, nah, it was definitely a different look from the picture I seen. But <laughs> yeah, but nah, man. Um, it, I mean, you know, for the necessities of the people who don't know who you are, let's talk about you, your background a little bit, and uh, you know, you'll come up, man. Okay, hell, um, I've been rapping for so long; it's hard to remember when I started. I still actually got my first raps. Um, they were pretty trash, but. They were good enough to me to believe in myself to keep going. Um, started a little rap crew. We all fell out. Um, ended up joining up with a nigga. Made some legendary shit happen. Um, we stopped doing that. I got the itch for it later on in life. And then I picked it back up and I started making shit by myself. So basically, I just skipped over a whole bunch of shit that was GTC. That was a crazy breeze through. I'm like, shit, that, shit, all right, that took one minute. Yeah, but I mean, that, that's, that's GTC was an iconic thing. I it mean, was. it was a, to me that was one of them. I be talking about it a lot, but it was a golden era in Dayton that we was living in, and that was part of that golden era. I think it was just um, hell for. 
for what was going on at the time, like it was still okay to be a fan and date. Absolutely. Like everybody raps now or um Well yeah, like well I don't know. I mean I I guess like with the younger niggas, I don't really know who the fans are and this, that, whatever. Like you look at a nigga like Ooze. Ooze, you ain't hip to Ooze? With all due respect. If I am, I ain't hip to the name. Go listen to Spin two times, bro. You tripping. Go look at his performances. Like, motherfucking, he got that young nigga energy and motherfucking, Donnie know who I'm talking about. So so what, you saying it was easier to differentiate fans from then and like now aspect? Hell yeah, everybody you bump into is a rapper now. Yeah. Like, we could we could throw shows back then with just the local talent, and they'll be packed as if it was somebody there on the major side. Like you would think that Rick Ross was there that night or some shit like that, because you have so many people that got songs that the crowd actually knows and fucks with. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess social media used to have something to do with it too, because you know MySpace used to rank niggas. Yeah. Yeah, the thing about that too is it was only so many platforms you had to go to find out, like to find listen to the music, and you run the numbers up from that. MySpace was like, all right, you could tell who had the, uh, your your song on their page and shit. It was different back then because it wasn't that much accessibility to go listen to the music. But that's the thing too that 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 was two different worlds because like you have somebody that might be winning on MySpace and then. All right, well, we go to the club and nobody's fucking with our song whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's like there was a separate thing between the social media and the actual what's going experience. on in the streets and shit. Yeah, yeah. The actual experience. That's not quite the set. It's not like that no more. What is it now? It's in like your, one of the same. Like shit, motherfucker. Some shit pop off in the street. It's right on the internet to where, but niggas is making caption music now. Yo, if your mm. shit jump, you 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 in the you in the captions like yeah you know yeah what I'm yeah yeah. Well put, well put. Um, I got a selfish question real quick. Them shows that y'all used to go to and nobody knew the music. How is that not discouraging? Or how was that? What was that vibe when you remember? Man, that shit used to be some bullshit. But then you just got to think like you ain't worked enough. Because mm. the right mind, the right answer is that like. Your thought is I mean A nigga, a nigga would quit I'm sure it's like always think like that like, Well, well like, yeah yeah You know yeah. there'll be times I'm like god damn man They is not fucking with us Like <laughs> Crowd is full They is not fucking <laughs> I'll be honest though That really never Happened to us that much though like, Right Even when We was opening up concerts And like Alright well we know y'all waiting on Gucci and Shawty Low And da 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 it's still motherfuckers fucking with us while we rocking. Yeah. And that's when they usually get the show CDs, come out to a certain song. Yeah. The crowd I, rocking. I, I just I, I don't ever really remember a time like completely bombing. Yeah. Nothing. Well, no, I wait, wait, <laughs> wait. I remember when we first made ground till I get it. Mm-hmm. We uh we was opening up for Gucci at the foundry. Oh, damn. I mean, oh shit, I remember that. We were so geeked about this song because we knew what it was about to be. Like, we talking shit and everything, but they like, man, where's DBM? <laughs> right. That was in the, yeah, because that, that's when DBM 
That was like summertime because we had just graduated that year. That was 06. Sosei was on fire. Yeah, that was 2006. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But y'all well, prevailed. No, 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 no. That was later. That was a little bit later than 2006. No, you sure? It had uh, to be like 07 then. Nigga, Grind Till I Get It came out in like 07, 08, some shit like that. It had to be 07 because I remember that night vividly though. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. It was crazily whack. But the club was crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, crazy. <laughs> it was a great crowd in that motherfucker. Though. I'm sitting around that motherfucker because, like, we had Chevy dance and shit, and that went off. And, da, 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 da. and we had the clean shit, but the clean was more like a radio record. Like, they yeah. didn't really like it in the club like that. So, would you say after um, Grind Till I Get It, y'all had some good follow ups from that? Because Grind Till I Get It was at, at a crazy magnitude of what we it did. did. But that was our biggest song. Like, we we got so many songs better than Grind Till I Get It. It's just that song worked. It was so relatable. Um, shit, it's just as much as people related to it, we made it with that intent. Yeah, yeah. For the uh, lyrics, bar, everything was like a parallel to like just what everybody type of daily was type yeah, shit we, was. We In the video, we were shooting for a hit and made one. Yeah. And, uh, the music that was behind it, like, like if you listen to ground music, you hear songs and be like, "God damn, this shit is different." Damn, this shit is different. Damn, this shit is different. Like, yeah, where the the type of music that people was making versus what we was making, it damn near seemed like we was like an outcast or something like that. For sure, for sure. I mean, I remember that because the city was so wrapped up between D Cut and DMM and all of that shit. Everything else was kind of like. What the fuck is this? Or but it but it was banging though. Like, yeah. Because like, Trent said, come off like that. Like, it, it was yeah, just it, it was just banging. And that was the thing about it too, because you know we was looked at as kind of like the tribal with niggas. That's what they tried to yeah. They tried that, to that categorize us as that. Man. At first, the kick was from popping, and then when shit popped, it was just like, all right, well, yeah, these tribal niggas, niggas laid the blueprint. That's, and then yeah, when Trent said came out, that shit was like, yeah, that shit. Was I got niggas rapped though, because you know. We had a little bit of ego by that time, so motherfucking when when you came out, you know you, you like my little brother, so you like yeah, we about to da 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 da, and then y'all threw y'all first show in the backyard, baby, in the, in the backyard on the balcony. These Boy. niggas, man, that's out the D Davis. That shit was epic. It was though on the, on the high school side though, like y'all had the perfect opportunity and time. Like it was what MySpace was out then. Yeah. That's really all we had was MySpace. Nah, you was Khaled when Khaled was coming out. Nah, G shit. I feel it, Brad. It was that, and then I feel like we was like young money. Because all of us, bro, it was just a lineup of just motherfuckers. So we was just dropping some shit. Yeah, it was crazy. You literally had like a good 10 artists. Yeah, and then we, shit, we had the original production, and then shit, we had kind of came neck and neck with all of y'all. Like then we started making the flyers and. Started doing shows and shit like that, so yeah, it was dope, man. But but you know, but y'all niggas was the ones that I remember. Shit, shouts out to Put, you know, going over to the crib in the basement and seeing y'all CDs pressed up. I think Donnie was making y'all beats too at the time, like, like a yeah, yeah. fucking Don minute Mega, ago. Don Mega was highly important to the development of GTC. He made yeah. our dopest shit. Yeah, and I remember hearing that shit. JR gonna see that and be like, oh, that's how y'all niggas gonna do. Yeah, that's Sorry. how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in the comments. Stay like that, nigga. Yeah, make some more. <laughs> Man, but so, so, uh, how would you classify or sum up 
that that GTC era? Like, how would you? What did what did that do for you? Um, it was it was a an experience. It taught me a lot. Like, as far as um, knowing what you want, being persistent. Um, it gave me a glimpse of celebrity. Mm. It was more bittersweet than anything, though. Why? Why bittersweet? Because I don't feel like we gave it our all. That's tough. That's that's a tough pill to swallow. Thinking back on it now. Yeah, but I mean, Mid- the dream goes. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you were saying too? Um, in the beginning, like you kind of stopped doing music for a minute. What what was that after after the GTC had phased out? Is that when you had just kind of like took a back seat for a second? Uh, no, nah, I started. Fo- I think I just uh, started focusing on a family more. Like me and my wife were shooting for my son. We ended up knowing we was having a boy, and hell, um, I took up. Another hobby that ended up turning into a little side hustle. And that took up a lot of my time. I just started getting into other shit. Like instead of instead of being satisfied with making music, I was into a bunch of other shit. Just solely on the music. <laughs> Niggas come in with nineteen forty two. Yeah, yeah. yeah, only on the pod, man. Only on the pod, man. Yeah. Yeah. Shouts out to uh the home ranger right here, yeah, man. Drop. We'll blur his face out for y'all, man, just in case. But nah, we we was in here talking about the GTC, man. Just the the era of that shit. Very classic. Very very well worth it. Y'all can leave the door open too. It don't matter. But yeah, um, nah, appreciation is Jay uh, Moves Media, where I currently shoot my pods. Best out. So, but yeah, um. So with the family aspect and everything, oh yeah, that's when it was out outie days too. We gonna leave that out. Yeah, like <laughs> um, hell, I was getting a little bit of money, so I didn't feel like I really needed to be the rapper so, chasing the shit. It was like, all right, and Slim wasn't on it on the GTC side, so I'm like, I wasn't ready to be Peter Prophet by myself. Right, so right. I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm gonna go extend my family and. Get to the money. Yeah. And I started doing that. And then I got to a point to where I kind of had some shit or I felt like I had some shit, obviously, because I had some motivation. I made some music. Yeah. And I was starting to work on shit because, like, hell, remember we did the uh, fake horror story shit? The video? The video? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had, shout out to Julio. He, uh, He was playing a part in the barbershop and all of that. Yeah, that shit was going to be crazy. Yeah. We couldn't fully pull it together, but. Yeah, because that was my early days of uh, videography, though. And, um, you know, but. I mean, but that's part of the dream, though. Like, nigga, we, we talked about you doing videos before you even did videos. Yeah, yeah. That's when I was down down at Full Sail. And I was calling your ass on the night conversations, though. Like, nigga, 2, 3 in the morning, I got class and shit just sending I was doing so much research before I even had the camera. It was just, like, sickening. And then I turned you all the way up, like, oh, Nick, nah, you need to be looking at this page. Nah, G shit, though. But but you was, man, your knowledge put me on the shit. And then when I started to shoot your shit, it just made sense. Because you was always left field with 
a lot of the fucking ideas you was presenting though. And I'm like, nigga, I ain't gonna say if like if I bought off Mark and Chew saying I could do some shit, I'm just gonna get get a bigger plate. Type shit. I ain't gonna be like, nah, this this is impossible. So when we did that shoot, it kind of was dope though. It was kind of dope mm-hmm. when we pulled because I had like the three and one thing, which I would kill that shit now. But. Yeah, it would have been dope as fuck because it was a mini movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the cinematic music and all that shit going. Everybody didn't want to play their parts though, so that's what fucked it up. But it's always a difficult task. But that's one thing that, like, hell, I always think about that moving forward. If I ever do get to a point to where I stop making music to put it out, I can start being more behind the camera or yeah, more directorial or or come on the creative, con- coming up with concepts, shit different than your average hood shit. Yeah, stranded in Barcelona type shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and that's crazy though. Because I mean, uh, we ain't gonna say the backstory of that, but but it's just a lot of a lot of concepts be easily off of just how life be a, a real life uh, con- a yeah, real uh, life situation off something that we was dealing with. <laughs> and I came up with that idea and was like, damn, if we could execute that, that'll be nigga Oscar type shit. Yeah, you know? and then but it do take the uh, the right vision to be able to put it on wax is in a, in a way of like, like, okay, like we see a creative way that shit can be shot. I mean, cause it's, it go line hand in hand with even your concept of music in the video work. Like you just got to come off with a super sideways creative shit, but still not make it corny. I feel like I have to, like, I don't have the most appealing voice. I can't sing. Um, those are the only two negatives I'm gonna point out about myself or yeah. something like that. But like, I can wrap my ass off. Um, I've watched enough videos and movies in my life to like really see shit. Like, it'd be like I be tying in shit that I, from shit that I don't even be knowing, and then I'll be watching like the weirdest shit. Like last night I was watching World War Two in color. Oh, that's probably fire though. Fire <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, bro. I came, hey. up, I came up with a project idea just based off of that, based off the uh, battleship names up and all the uh, battles that I was looking at. Yeah, so I'm about, I'm about to do a freestyle tape and name them all after battleships. Okay, so was the interest in all of the just critical shit like what? Do, do you think music kind of pushed that more, or has that just always been you from, like, just coming up? You always just, like, a just a nigga that was just into, like, anything type shit. Music gave me a way to express it. Nobody cared before then. I get it. I mean, it's like, all right, well, nigga, you ain't about to go out there and dunk on nobody, so we don't care. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't nobody care how good a writer you are in junior high and... Hell, when I was younger though, I did win like some uh that MLK poetry pros and uh, uh poetry pros and essay contest. Yeah, I be forgetting about that shit. Nigga, I had to read but that you, shit in front of like two, three thousand people. But you was like you said, you wasn't Duncan or the ooze when the crossover or the uh, nobody cared. Yeah, <laughs> nah. But um, damn, I just had a question that popped up. Oh, so double back real quick. From the from the uh, era of GTC, and then you kind of just like, you know, just focusing more on the personal aspect and everything, and then getting back into the music. Was there any like high sense of doubt because a lot of a lot of new artists and a lot of things that changed from when y'all had 
was doing it, and then you coming back out, and you solo at this point. Hell yeah, because I don't touch auto tune, so like it was, and that was boy, yeah, it was oversaturated right at that that point. That was the wave, like, and it's like here I come with this rapper, rapper shit again. The bars. I'm an all around artist, so I make a bunch of shit. So sometimes, like, my artistry don't always fit the image that I got. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, hell. That's what sometimes would be good about being friends with, like, a booter or, you know what I'm saying, knowing, like, a candy or something like that. Because I might come up with some shit to where it's like, I got this super street nigga song, and I'm not a super street nigga. Yeah. (laughs) So it really don't do me as good to have it. So if I could reach out and do shit like that, then... I would like that's why like when Buddha was rapping this that whatever you might hear me on the hook of like three four songs or mm-hmm. he might just throw me on some shit just cause he like all right well you ain't no street nigga but you solid enough to where yeah nobody yeah, gonna yeah. be like you know what I'm saying man real quick too not quick but let's talk about how you and Buddha got so tight because a lot of people don't know y'all relationship like y'all niggas is homies like. Like you said, you doing hooks for him, the studio sessions and shit. Yeah, so how y'all ended up connecting and getting tight and and further with that? We almost shot each other. Yeah. Um, He had moved into the apartment, like, right across from mine. This is crazy, though, because, like, nigga, (laughs) I had, like, Triple R living right over here. It was E, Uh, Big Daddy, (laughs) and, and Shiny T, and then... Buddha moving into the apartment right here, so you got all them niggas over there. And uh, I had just got hip to him. We had did some show, and, like, I think he had round 15. He had something out, and, like, the shit was going crazy. Yeah. I think it might have been round 1500. On the, on the young nigga side, yeah. I'm just like, bro, I ain't never seen this young nigga, da 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 And at the time, he was on that one shit. Like, so then when I get to look, see a nigga this side, whatever, he walking past me. I'm a, I'm on the step smoking outside of the apartment and shit. He walked past me. I'm like, you little booter nigga, ain't you? And he turned around and looked at me with like this menacing look. But motherfucking, I kind of look back the same way. We get to rapping and this, that, whatever. And, uh, he just started saying what's up to me every time he see me. And then one day, nigga just came and sat out there with me. Bro, the he, he figured out who I was from GTC. Yeah, yeah, he didn't, yeah. He didn't know at first. <laughs> so, like, motherfucking, then he came outside and got to chopping it with me and shit. And really, it's 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 another backstory that, that yeah. We if you know, you know type shit. Type shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, what makes you think Booter had the it factor? And, I mean, because some of I guess a lot of people are realizing now since he ain't here to drop as much music. But back then, him being him, a lot of people picked up on that shit early with him. But what made you kind of, what what was it you seen in him that was like, man, this nigga, like, dope as fuck? I don't know. I mean, honestly, like, it wasn't about the music, like, shit. Because we got so cool as people. The yeah. way it was just like, all right, bro. Like, I see what you, because that's one thing about, bro. Like, I used to always tell him, bro, you got to start rapping on beat. Yo, man. But now, if you was now, bro, let, let <laughs> nah, that, yeah. now, bro. Like, that shit is ignorant now. He'll be going crazy now. But even with that, like, he had bangers then. Like, uh, what was the one shit? Trap Talk? 
Half times. Uh, uh, chicken wings, trap talk. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, when we recorded that shit. That shit. Nigga, he had my kids walk around singing trap talk. That, that shit was going up. <laughs> but now nah, he was just what? what me, times, whole things, chicken wings. Yeah, I just remember that nigga like just. He's clever. He's clever. But he'll but he's clever like, enough to like on the trap side, he he's he's super clever to where motherfucking he'll come up with some shit to where it's like, damn. Yeah. I I heard to say some shit and then but you know how we had like we have our conversations with like hear something and we think of a movie mm-hmm. and make it dope. He'll say something and then a find a way to construct that shit into an actual song and it's like Okay, this is really it. Like halftime, whole thing, chicken away. Like it was literally a, like a day in the life for this nigga, and that was it. It was literally trap talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's what made it dope. Like he's one of the ones to where it's like, all right, well, I'll say this and you see this. So sometimes that's what makes shit dope. That's what I like about videos. A lot of the time is when you come up with some shit and what you're talking about. I'm seeing, no matter how crazy it is, like. Or if it is simple, if you can make it uh, come across in a crazy way, mm-hmm. I'm all tuned in. Yeah. Remember his verse on Jury Game Amazing? Slightly. Oh, wait a minute. Diamonds come from Africa. Oh, yeah, Diamonds yeah. from Pakistan. Goons, right? I'm in like the Taliban. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just like motherfucking. He wasn't afraid to put this shit on wax. I mean, or try it. In whatever way he wanted to. I mean, the nigga did a horse ad lib on Cartier's Polo. <laughs> he just would do whatever right, type the shit. Intro of married to the money. Oh yeah, he's he's fast. I mean, there's <laughs> a reason why he's fast. But <laughs> yeah, uh, but that, yeah, the love of that nigga, man, motherfucking. Uh, it's just it's just been love ever since. Like hell, we we didn't did a bunch of music together. We did a project that we ain't never get to bring out because like shit, he keep going through these. Bouts that he going through, but shit, you know what I'm saying? Uh, more power, more success to my nigga. I can't wait till he get out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Chestnut checkers on Amazon too. Chestnut checkers. It's that motherfucker out right there. Product placement. Um, man. So back to your artistry with it. How would you describe your music? It's hard to describe my music. I take so much from everything. Like, um. I don't listen to a lot of rap no more. Like, I'm typically riding around. I'll pick up playlists on, like, Apple or whatever. Like, nigga, before I pulled up here, I was listening to, uh, what the fuck was it? Uh, Spain jazz. I'm just I'm just looking for shit to where I can shoot the producers and be like, what you think of this? Or da-da-da-da-da-da. Like, I'm not as much tuned in as far as, like, who got the hot song now and, Top one the Billboard shit or the hottest mixtape. I don't care. I got that. I got that naturally. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying. Um, I've been so used to hearing music. I absorb melodies and shit like that. I'm surrounded by talented motherfuckers. Motherfuckers mm-hmm. that's more talented than me, or at least I believe so. But then they believe I'm just as talented as them or more. So that's what pushes us. Yeah. Nigga, me and JR stay talking shit about who can rap better. And you can't rap better than me, JR. <laughs> JR, nice though. JR. Right, see, this is the thing about JR. You can make better music than me. Like, 
you can compose some shit, make it sound better, this, that, whatever. It's yeah. gonna come off hard. But you can't rap better than me. We always argue about that. I'm not nodding my head or none of that. That's <laughs> Yeah. He gonna see this. <laughs> he gonna see it. I know nah. you watch it. So um so with that too, man, uh like you said, the people that you say is like better than you or who you think is you got you surrounded by great people, you don't uh you don't you don't let that get to you of like in a egotistical way or like a um you know I mean, it's like friendly competition is what it sounds like. Like intimidating. Yeah. Um sometimes it can be. Like uh hell. I used to be intimidated by Slim as far as how he could. This nigga literally know exactly how he wants the beat to be made. Mm. Had a had a had a hook, this, that, whatever. Motherfucking, it'll be hard. But then my verse will come on there and there and be like, all right, well, yeah, I ain't gotta, I ain't gotta be so intimidated because like, I rap my ass off. So yeah. Motherfucking, it'd be like, all right, well, that's where I get my balance back. So you you back then you wasn't so much as a constructor of the song. Like no, I played a huge part in that back then, but it's just. Sometimes it'll be baffling. Like, it'll be shit to where, like, hell, Donnie knows. He, him being his little brother, he'll sit right next to you. Oh, no, I want the, no, I don't like that snare. Uh, mm. I don't like that. Da, da, da. Now, do it like this. And I need this melt. Nah, cut that. You're doing too much right there. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And then it'll come out just like how he wants. I send Donnie a sample. What you want me to do with it? Nigga, do something with it. I don't know. I'm gonna just wrap to whatever you do to it. Yeah. So you, but but you more so are. Is it like you trustworthy? Or you knowing like they're gonna send it back how you want it, or you just like you know that because he dope. However, the format gonna be. You just know like all right, it's a. That's go. not my lane, so I'm not gonna. Jump in there and tell him what to do. What the, the snare, eight oh eight, whatever type shit. You just. That's one reason I get jealous of the flam nigga. Let's talk about it. Cause that nigga. <laughs> He just uh, fucked the rap game. He said he produced, it's 24 records. He said he produced 19 of them. Bruh, he literally motherfucking locked himself in his house on some Kanye shit. Doing five, five beats a day for, for three, three summers. summers. That's a different world. Three summers. Up top with all the producers around here, in my eyes. Just off the shit that he plays. Because the nigga has hundreds of beats now. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's going to get them, but... <laughs> Yeah, so with you seeing where he went with it, you never really think to take the initiative to to try to produce your own shit. I mean, just off of if the availability for somebody to produce something specifically for you ain't there, which I know it happens all the time. Yeah, I'll be thinking about it. I just ain't made the jump. Cause you I'm took recording in your own hands. I'm a procrastinator. I've been recording myself. Ever oh, since very I true. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Like, I had a setup before you did. Yeah, I remember that. Was everybody off Asset back in the day? Damn near, yeah. That's how I figured out I could motherfucking do the rap shit. That's why I, that's why I started rapping, because I figured out I could do it by myself before I could tell anybody about the shit. Oh, so you did some like yourself in and just was practicing doing I, the I shit. like 30 mixtape beats in before I let anybody hear one song. So, and you was kind of like, the focal point back then when y'all started everything, right? Because it wasn't like mad niggas going to y'all house. 
Your shit was the hub, if I ain't mistaken. I was you before you was you. <laughs> right. Like, it was literally, I pulled some niggas in and even had a chick and XYZ. We was making group songs and mm-hmm. that shit fell apart because everybody didn't want to start doing their own thing. It was just like, well, I want to do this and do that. And then we was doing everything over mixtape beats. So niggas was getting mad. How you going to rap over that beat? And, 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 and then that squ- squad up was throwing their shit out, mixtape beats and shit. So everybody want to get on it. Exactly. So I was doing all the beats over it all. So we would do group shit and I'd do my own version too. This nigga man. I was practice. I was, I was practicing. <laughs> That's why I'm so good now, bro. I have so many mixtapes, uh freestyles, this that, whatever, or shit to where like I used to just do projects by myself and never put them out. So who's the inspiration? Who who um who was like the one the the people you was listening to? If you practice rapping, back then rap, I was chasing like rapping. I felt like I was in competition with Jay and Wayne. Early Jay, early Wayne. I mean, at that time. I was, what I'm talking about, Life and Times, S. Dot Carter, uh, Block is Hot. I mean, honestly, like at that time, it was really just like mixtape shit. I wasn't really getting nothing to where I could classically look, go on or no shit like that. Like, um, now that I'm further understood in life, I can go to that that type of flow to where I felt like Jay was. Yeah. Wayne never was there, but Wayne's flow is like, it's just nuts on a whole different level. The F is for phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> G shit. Nah, but like, with Jay, Jay's one of my favorites because it's just like it's so much evolution in this shit as far as like hell, I listen to Reasonable Doubt and still be like, Oh damn, that's what he was talking about. Oh yeah. Nigga, I, I, got, mean, I, I gotta be thirty plus now and like, to get oh, it. Damn. Yeah, that lets you know the caliber he was on with that shit at the time. That type shit. Because that's about to hit what? Thirty years in a few years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that shit is still timeless. Um, but even with Wayne, his shit would be like, like that nigga, he'd go relentless at a beat. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'd just smash a fucking beat. Yeah. So that's why, like, when niggas do these challenges and shit like that, and they do 16 bars, I do 48. And I kill them every time. Because it's wrecked to you. I it's mean, wrecked. yeah. So it's like, when it's time to come out like that, because that's another thing with the GTC shit. I never really rap, rap, rapped like that. Y'all have y'all have like just mad conceptual songs like just we were just trying topic to title music. yeah 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 that's but all it was that's a part of it though unless y'all was doing um but did y'all ever y'all did put, didn't y'all put out mixtapes with like instrumentals on it or was it just all originals we did well no we didn't that's what I was thinking I just remember us like in the studio the y'all bitch be, I'm banging was a mixtape thing yeah that was a, a trick that did, I remember I did my own mixtape <laughs> yeah. About to, uh, I was about to, uh, I was going for lyricists of the year at the Ohio Hip Hop Awards, so I put together a mixtape, uh, an instrumental mixtape. Bitch, I'm Banging was the only, like, catchy, catchy song. The rest of that shit was just, like, bars. Yeah. And and that beat was, like, Niggas heard that nuts. shit, like, yeah, bro, you can't keep this by <laughs> yourself. So, motherfucking, we turned it into a GTC song and put it on a mixtape. Shouts out to Fago. Shot the video. Right. Blue yeah. Spot got robbed after we shot the video. I made my cameo fresh from Orlando. Came I almost up there. had Kevin Hart in that bitch, bro. In Dayton? In Dayton. He nigga, this is when uh 
that first Kevin Hart, that shit that he did up in Cleveland. I think I'm a big little man. The first shit. Oh, the very hit, first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was at the Funny Bone. I went to the show before the video. And uh, Joe from Extreme was cool with the owner of the Funny Bone. So mm. like, I was rapping with him and shit. Damn near had him at the video shoot. That's, that would have been crazy. Yo, Joe, man. man. got robbed at our video shoot. <laughs> yo. And uh, shouts out to Joe, too, because he, um, I feel like the connections y'all had doing that shit, man. Like, y'all was on the fucking extreme commercials all on the radio, which was like fake airtime. It was crazy because, like, it was all kind of like coming together at the same time because we was already coming into being on the radio anyway. Yeah. Because, like, uh, what was his name? I think. Uh, I can't think of his. His DJ name, but motherfucking, uh, he had put clean on the radio because Mo had made it. So Mo started flexing some of his muscle for us. Mm-hmm. So when Chevy Dance came around, it's like, oh, well, y'all got an actual song. What clean was, was like, it was catchy um, and he liked it. So he started playing it on the radio. So that gave us the leverage to be like, all right, nigga, we the first nigga, we the only niggas really on the radio. Like, like a motherfucker. Like, on the radio. Yeah, and that's when you had to listen to the radio if you ain't had a. And then CD and all that in your car. This is the thing about uh, linking up with Joe. And this is where Jay Lee is so important. We met Joe because Jay Lee got his taxes back and went to go buy some black deuces for his Grand Prix. <laughs> all the, uh, I mean, he had a black Grand Prix too. Yeah, I think he, he still got he, that motherfucker. I don't think he do. Oh, he might have sold it. I remember that motherfucker. Even though, like, shit. The nigga when he put black deuces on his Grand Prix. Uh, he gave Joe our shit. Joe had her Chevy dance and was in love ever since. Flashy Jay Lee. Yeah, that's going cool. Cutting that out for the promo. Um, <laughs> nah, um, I can, I, well, because you mentioned Mo, I can't go without asking a question about him. What, what's one of the best gems you picked up from Mo? Um, it w- It's too many to actually expound on just one. Like, Mo was like a true mentor. Um, Mo believed in us more than anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes that's the most important thing and most important part of a dream is when the people that you're working with believe in you. Like, Absolutely. He used to really get pissed at us because we were procrastinators. We bullshitted. Like, he used to always tell me even after that time, like, bro, I can't believe y'all ain't motherfucking capitalize on that shit. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he'll talk your head off with the right shit, though. You just have to sit there and really understand what he's saying or... You know, man, I mean, me and Mo talked for an hour or two before a session that started. And then another thing with Mo is like, I think what he kind of exuded is if you want something, you got to work relentlessly for it. Because yeah. Mo was the type. I remember when we made clean. Granted, being that he had so much involved with it, these niggas stayed up all night. Bro, we had we did like a six hour mixing block. And then Go they on, made man. clean. Damn. So I'm in the studio. Because this is at a point in time where it's like, I ain't had no true backbone. So I'm like, all right, well, if we in the studio, I got to stay in the studio. <laughs> so it's 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm, I'm passed out in the studio. I wake up, and you can't tell me shit. That nigga clean, ain't he? I'm like, man, this bullshit. Da, 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 da. But then I wake up, and the shit then came all the way together. And it's like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to throw my verse on it. And da, 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 da. So then that kick-started a bunch of shit. Yeah. So when the Chevy dance came out, like I said, we had a real song. Motherfuckers was fucking with it. Only drawback was the niggas ain't got no Chevys. Type shit. Living in the time to where nigga, you gotta have, have, have it. Yeah. 
and real quick too, um, man, y'all was there, man. Rest in peace, Mo. But y'all was there from what I know at like dinner, some of his last studio sessions. I wasn't as much. Um, that's when I was chilling out. Like I mean, uh, I was at some of them, but like Slim was really like at his last ones. Yeah, that's when he was working on shit, and I wasn't. And I heard Mo was like just different looking. Yeah, because like I had heard he was sick, and I reached out to him and everything, and um. Like, yeah, it had been a minute since I reached out to him. Because, you know, I mean, shit, sometimes when you're not in the same life no more, you don't keep in touch as much. Like, right. outside of, oh, I seen you in traffic, what's up? Or, you know what I'm saying, just online, what's up, da 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 And I heard somebody had told me, like, yeah, bro, sick, and da 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 So I'm like, I reach out to him, and he keep it coy with me, like, instead of, like, actually talking to me about the shit. But then I reach, I reach out to him later, when it, when you know what I'm saying, it's kind of evident that everybody knows, and it's more of an honest conversation. But then it's like he was gone right after that. So yeah, it was fucked up. It was yeah, that was that was tough. That was super unexpected for people who just didn't know, which is like crazy. Yeah, because like honestly, Mo was like he really made us see what the industry would have been like for real. Cause like he had us out of town and me motherfuckers to wear. Like Dayton was so small minded. Like, yeah, we 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 uh turned the tide to where motherfuckers was fucking with our music, but to actually start meeting motherfuckers to where it's like, oh well, can you come to Baltimore and, and be here on this day? Or can you mm-hmm. be out here this day, this day, whatever? Like, nigga, we got to a point to where we was I remember talking to Janelle Monet years ago at Big boys pool party at the Atlantis Music Conference. This however, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just shit like that, and just look how life goes. Mm-hmm. Man, how much how much sacrifice would you say you put into this? Not enough. Why is that? Because I'm not where I should have been or where I was shooting for. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay with that too, because hell, that's spilled milk. Right. What do you appreciate more? Um, Solo or the group factor of your career? Um, it's tricky because, like, I've recently just achieved certain shit to, with my solo shit that I kind of was chasing with the group shit, or that I did get with the group shit, even mm-hmm. if it's like in a smaller capacity. Like, case in point, um. I remember when we did the Ohio Hip Hop Awards showcase for Dayton. We wasn't even in the showcase. Like, motherfucking, we had did it up in Toledo in one so we could rock at the uh, Ohio Hip Hop Awards. But we did the Dayton one just because it's our city. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, MGK okay. and then won the showcase, but we wasn't in the showcase. Right. Nigga, we performed ground until I get it like five times. At, at each different joint? No. Uh, that night at Club Rank, and it was jumping all five times. Like, oh, okay, okay. So, like, that was crazy. Yeah. Nice nice impact on the... Fast forward on the to look. Uh, uh, fucking with Candy at her stripper night. I do body. Strippers go crazy. Oh, no, you're not done. Run it back. Run it back. <laughs> Run it back. 
that's so much better than a club full of niggas doing grind till I get it to me. Because, like, all the strip, I mean. Yeah, I get it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? we like, get it, though. Like, yeah, so yeah, I'll that, run that back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll run. Ain't no problem. So, little shit like that. That's that's the type of shit to where it's like, okay, well, that's gratifying. Yeah, like, but I ain't overly thirsty for this shit either. Cause like, hell, success is is a hell of a drug. Mm, yeah, I mean, the, the type of success that somebody want. I mean, success got its own different definitions at this point. So yeah, and I mean, well, I guess yeah, I guess you, I guess you're right. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what another word would be for what the ultimate like, because you know, some people they got this goal of what they think something is, and then they get it, and it's not what they thought it was. I mean, they just want to be forever set, man. Set, man. Yeah, but but <laughs> even with that though, like you, you a greedy human, so you you won't be satisfied with that once yeah. you get it. Very true. I mean, it's our aspect. So then it's like, I, I guess, like, um, when do you actually get that type of growth to to learn how to be satisfied with shit? Or I think it come with it come with the have and the have nots. It come with just you gotta grow in order to see what what the happiness or success would be. If that makes sense, like you just gotta. Like I, you can get, you can get thirty, forty thou and not be happy, or to, or not see that as success. It, it's it's too many layers to the shit, bro. I mean, but that's not success. But I mean, that's but just but me. that but that's there's the key. A, that's the key to somebody thinking. That's success. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So that's why it's just it's a different definition of that shit at this point. But it do it take to a certain mind state to understand success. That's I mean to me. Yeah, and then I don't know. I think uh, like you know. Uh, we live so much of our lives on social media too, to where it's like, bro, I should be able to do this shit. Like, uh, cause it's so easy to see it now. And shit, niggas had a nice amount of success from what was going on. Even, so, even though you said you could have sacrificed more to get it. Bro, what's the one nigga from uh, No Jumper? Uh, sharp, Sharp. Sharp, sharp. Uh, you, uh, the, the pimp nigga. It's a video of him listening to the ground. I, I just came, bro. That's nigga. I'm still logged in because, like, that's the better algorithm <laughs> on YouTube. So I'm still logged in on the GTC page on the YouTube side, nigga. It's still comments coming to that page to this day. Shark brought me here, bro. I've been trying to find this songs ever since I seen Sharp listening to it, bro. It was on my YouTube algorithm and I clicked it because I'm just hip to who Sharp is. Well, what the fuck is this shit? And I sent it to Jay. This was like a month ago. And I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah, that shit banging in the back, mm-hmm. though. Like, that shit was crazy. Um, all right, so we got to wrap up, too, man. But I got to uh, ask you, the <laughs> you asshole, what's a good quote or piece of <laughs> advice to live off of? Man, it's so funny because this nigga, <laughs> he going to try to come with some wild shit because right? he didn't heard the question be asked. I said, I said. <laughs> oh shit! I said if the rabbit leg dead, now how the fuck is the foot good luck? <laughs> That's which is not a bad piece of advice. I mean, fuck you. I mean, it's very thought thoughtful of it, but it's like, yeah, bro. Hey, you want to leave it on that note? You leave it on that yeah, note. You got to kill the whole rabbit. <laughs> then you're really lucky. 
Man, this is my brother right here, y'all. This is my guy. Like I said, this home court advantage. I got to toast to you on the camera because we yes, didn't sir, have yes, sir. a lot. Um, we went through it all. Yeah, for real. Shit but that um, we can't even talk about. Literally can't to the grave. Uh, so what you got coming up, though? Um, what's, my what's next going on? project is to the teeth. Um, it's based around my love for guns. Uh, basically, I've always had firearms, but pre-pandemic, like right before the pandemic hit, I started getting in and really building the arsenal. Mm-hmm. I ain't had shit to do the past two years but buy guns, so now I got an arsenal. I made a song every time I bought a new gun. Now I have to the teeth. Um, ironically, the gun songs and all that shit is in now. So that's my offering to this shit on my young nigga shit, I guess. Yeah. My next shit after that, I'm probably going after like some half boots who outcast type shit. Like, I'm not about to stay in no pocket because all the shit is, I mean, it's, it's it's my life, but it's entertainment too. Like, yeah. I'm not about to motherfucking try to limit too much to try to be this extra real nigga. Like, I'm over that point in my life. I mean, for me knowing your music and hearing it, bro, it just sound like, I mean, you just got, you doing it in the best way. You know how to articulate your life in, in your entertainment fashion. Yeah. I mean, you still cater to, you know, good production and making sure that the lyricism is still there. But I feel like, you are really good at articulating because, you know, it's something that you, I feel like it's something that you don't mind. Like, all right, I'm about to go do this or whatever, but I only want to listen to my shit the, the way there. But you don't like, you don't mind riding to your shit whenever, like, because you a fan of it. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I wow myself, especially when I do my rap rap shit. Like, bro, I, I literally am one of the best rappers that I know. And if that ain't confidence, I don't know what it I is. I mean, and I, I, everybody struggles with confidence issues, but I'm probably one of the best rappers that a lot of these niggas know. No, I don't even like saying no cap or no shit like that, but motherfucking, no, no exaggeration. Yeah, no, no exaggeration. exaggeration. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably one of the best niggas that niggas be know. And I'm not even the best, like, rapper rapper as far as lyrics. It's just how I do it. I agree. I'm not being biased, but I, I heard all your projects, so... Bro, that's why, like, one nigga I never bicker with about lyrics is App. Why? Because every time me, him, and Booter get on the track, it's always been, like, a classic. And he can rap his ass off. Yeah, he had just talking about when we had did We Own That in the garage in Drexel. And that was Booter's verse. Yeah, I know. I, I bless niggas, though. <laughs> who, who came up with the hook? Nah, yeah, you, you. Who, who said, Man, nah, Q- QB got to do this? yeah. QB did it. Yeah, I know, man. Like, and that's the thing too. That's why niggas fuck with me now. I don't have a problem with trying to help. Like, I can't, I can't do much, too much to help niggas, but I try to as much as I can. Like, hell, I help Donnie out however I can. You know, I help you out, husband. Absolutely, I can, motherfucking. Um, I give niggas ideas and shit. Like, I can't give niggas hooks and this, that, whatever, because I'm not really the hook guy. Yeah. Where you, where you, so, broad answer, but man, how far are you trying to take this shit? Where are you trying to take it to at this point? <clears throat> how far am I trying to take this shit? I mean, I want to take it as far as it, it can go, but, I mean, I got my limits. Like, I got integrity intact that, like, 
I'm a grown ass man now, so it ain't no thirst for fame or nothing like that. Like, hell, I would want to be okay with how the journey happens. Like, I know the downside of not doing it, and you know what I'm saying, having that little regret of not chasing it fully. So mm-hmm. now at this point, it's like, okay, well, I I gotta know what I'll be okay with too when the success comes. I like yeah, that. I'm about to work my ass off, though. I like that, though. Yeah. I mean, that's inevitable. You got to. And especially you acknowledging what you could have did in the past and you got another chance at doing this shit with what you already got going. And then that's the thing, too. Shit, just taking chances and trying shit. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, like, that be the shit that, that go. Like, hell, that macaroni song that I sent you. Yeah. I'm a little iffy about it, but it's banging. Yeah, I mean, like I told you about the hook, but yeah. that that was just a rough though. Yeah. Rough. But now nah, I get it though. I get it. But it's like, what if, what if I get to look feeling crazy about it and then don't do it, and then it fuck around and, bro, why didn't you never put that out? I mean, that's, that's the thing about the shit. If it don't go, they gonna make another. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I ain't hove yet, so. Uh, right. I mean, yeah, but still. That shit sounds good when hove said. But like you said, you got a dope team that's gonna be able to differentiate what to make it, how to make it dope, and everything like that. And that's true too. Like um, I think with dealing with moves now, it's more focused because uh, hell, Jay got more expertise at, at actually being more of an overlooker over shit. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I mean it sucks for him because I move to the beat of my own drum but I fucking I try to you know what I'm saying like I know I know what he's trying to do and, I, and I'm trying to get, go get in line with, with it that. yeah yeah so like now I just feel like I just gotta make enough music to shit stay in the water if I stay swimming shit I'm out swim everybody absolutely nice analogy <laughs> but uh man thank you brother I appreciate you this is not the last one we gonna do and um, yeah, bro. You know I'm here. Shit, till the motherfucker pop off, and when the wheels fall off, we rocking. It's been a pleasure, my guy. Yeah. Um, you know it's always love. Absolutely. Uh, I would give all my social medias and stuff, but you gonna put that moving in, in the description. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know we all on you know Spotify, Apple, Anchor. You know Saturday there. And um, dreamers, welcome. Y'all keep on dreaming. We out this bitch. I'm holla at y'all. Dreamers, welcome podcast.